If opening up your financial statement each month is about as exciting as watching paint dry, <coughs> the Epic Wealth Fund may be the next investment opportunity for you. The Epic Wealth Fund invests in distressed real estate and shares the profits with its shareholders. If you're an accredited investor who has already enjoyed success elsewhere in their business or investing life, and you're seeking a broader exposure to real estate in your portfolio on a passive basis, the Epic Wealth Fund's executive summary is available for your review. Go to epicwealthfund.com to review the fund's executive summary. epicwealthfund.com Real estate investments involve a high degree of risk. Residential income and returns may vary and are not guaranteed. Past performance is no indication of future performance. Nothing herein shall be construed as investment, tax, legal, or accounting advice. This is Terrio Media. Broadcasting from Terrio Studios in Glendale, California, it's time for Epic Real Estate Investing with Matt Terrio. Hello and welcome. Welcome. Welcome to Epic Real Estate Investing, the place where I show people how to escape that nasty old rat race using real estate. And you just got to do one thing one time. Shift your focus from making piles of money to making streams of money, and you are on your way to financial freedom. It is not the most exciting path. Rather boring. But it is the fastest. And that right there, that's a promise. And once you get there, life then becomes exciting. Alrighty, so today, I want to talk about something that I think can make you a whole lot more money than you're making right now. Um, you know, I've been in sales in some capacity for most of my life, whether it was selling lemonade as a kid or professional audio equipment to help make the ends meet during my first days in the music business. Did that a lot. And, uh, you know, I've been involved in a little wide array of direct sales companies and multi-level marketing companies. And, you know, I never really loved sales. I was always in it. I never really loved it, but I always was attracted to it because of the income potential, specifically the lack of an income ceiling. Like if I worked hard, I was going to get, I was going to get paid. And I just, I didn't like the idea of working for someone else and getting paid the exact same amount, whether I got the good results or I didn't. I mean, I just, I didn't make a good employee for that reason. I had, I had no incentive to really ever do my best. So Anyway, through my history in sales, I've, uh, I've always heard the expression that the fortune is in the follow-up. You know, logically, that makes sense. You've probably heard it before. I get it. it totally makes sense. You know, follow-up until they buy or die was one of my mentor's slogans. And, uh, you know, every sales manager that I've ever had has always had these specific stats at the ready. You're probably familiar with them. And to the specific stats that I'm referring are... Um, statistics on following up. And they go like this. If you've never heard them, they're very interesting. If uh, you have heard them, they are definitely worth reviewing. So 48% of salespeople, they never, ever follow up with a prospect. 48%, that's like half, never follow up with a prospect. And I know that to be the case because I have to go through this with several of my coaching clients where they generate the leads, but then they don't actually call them back or don't call them all back or they kind of get to them whenever they feel like it or so 48% of salespeople never follow up with a prospect. 25% of salespeople make a second contact and then stop. So only 25% will make an attempt to make a second contact, but then they stop after that. 12% of salespeople make more than three contacts. So look what you have to do just to be in the top, essentially 10% of salespeople. 
follow up like four times or more. All right, so 12% of salespeople make more than three contacts. Now, this is where it gets really compelling. 2% of sales are made on the first contract or contact. Only 2% are made on the first contact. 3%, only 1% more of sales are made on the second contact. 5% of sales are made on the third contact. And 10% of sales are made on the fourth contact. So you need to contact your leads, your prospects, your suspects at least four times just to capture 10% of the potential that you have sitting in front of you, right? And when you start looking at your, your mailing costs and your marketing costs, um, you can't afford not to, right? You've got to uh, contact them at least four times and that will capture 10% of the sales. But here's the, here's the biggie, 80% of sales are made on the fifth to 12th contact, 80%. So if you wanna capture the majority of the opportunity that exists in your leads, the leads that you've generated, 12 contacts. You gotta contact them at least 12 times. So I've been seeing those stats for, for more than 20 years. And I've, I don't know, I guess I've become kind of, uh, become kind of uh, numb to them. Uh, but it wasn't until about a year ago at one of my mastermind meetings, a new member of our group, he, uh, he's in the, in the lending business. He manages a very large fund and he manages a, a large sales floor of uh, salespeople. And his presentation to the group was he, he shared the, uh, his management dashboard. And it was really high tech. It was really cool. And, I mean, it, it tracked every single thing that his salespeople did and it measured it. And it converted all into statistics. And so it made it very easy for him just to, you know, um, just kind of tweak things here and there to increase the results. And, and what this presentation revealed was that those stats, the stats that I just went over, are as valid today as they have ever been. I mean, his numbers matched up to these 20-year-old stats almost exactly. So right after his presentation, I mean, I, I was really, it was one of the things that, at that particular meeting that, that really stuck with me. And I decided it was time to put a massive follow-up system in place to make sure that I make contact with every single lead, every single suspect that calls in at least 12 times, at least. And I have found this new system, the one I put in place about a year ago, to probably, I'd say, be the single best, most valuable system really the most just valuable thing and, and what's caused the biggest breakthrough in my business today. And I'm going to share it with you so you can steal it and use it in your business. So uh, you, depending on where you're listening to this, you're probably going to want to write some of this down uh, or come back to it. But uh, so this is how my system works, my lead generation system. First, I, I start with direct mail and there's a specific postcard that I use and if you're an Academy member, you know exactly which one that is. It's inside the uh, $10,000 in 30 days or less. But it's a, any of those cards that say, you know, kind of create urgency, they might be a little bit scary at first read. Um, ours says third and final notice. And uh, we actually just closed a deal with somebody that said, uh, I'm sorry it took me so long to get back. I don't think I ever got your first or second notice, <laughs> which was really funny. But um, we send out our first letter that or a postcard that we send out is third and final notice, urgent third and final notice, something like that. But anything that creates like real urgency that says, hey, there's a fire going on, you better call and put this thing out. 
So that's what I do. And it doesn't generate the highest qualities of, or the highest quality of leads. But what it does is it stuffs our call capture system with phone numbers, with a bunch of people to follow up with. And so it loads us up with people that we can start putting into our follow-up system, this particular one. So that's the first piece that we send out. And then uh, we call back every single one of those. So that's two contacts, right? You got your first piece is your direct mail. There's the first contact. You called them back. That's your second contact. Then our third contact is everybody gets an offer, okay? Every single person gets an offer. Prospect, suspect, don't ever call me again. All of those people too, everybody gets an offer. So that's number three. Then four, we follow up on that offer. Hey, I sent that offer out to you. Which, which option did you like best? Option one, two, or three? Okay, so that's our fourth is the follow-up call. So we have now contacted all of our leads four times. Next is a voice broadcast. We do this once a month. And they we send out a voice broadcast to our people and we, we make it different every single time, but we always tie it into some current event. Uh, the, the stock market lately has made it very easy. And we'll say something like, hey, have you seen the stock market lately? It's really put a damper on my buying power. I can only buy one more house this week and I'm eager to, so call me if you want to sell yours. And then that will be broadcast out to all of our suspects and prospects that uh, that called in. And we use a, a, a what you call it, uh, a service called Sly Broadcast, slybroadcast.com. We use that service. It's really cool how it works is it, sends out this broadcast, this pre-recorded message that you create, and it bypasses people's cell phones. It bypasses the ringer, and it goes straight to voicemail. And then it pops right up on their phone saying, missed call, and then it shows a voicemail. And it's like a 1,000% open rate. <laughs> Excuse me, 100% open rate. Um, so we, re- we use that once a month to our list. And I'll, and I'll give you a little hint on that. Depending on how big your broadcast is, it could be hundreds or it could be thousands, Um, but break it up into small little groups because what happens is when that broadcast goes out, it hits every single number almost simultaneously. Like within two or three minutes, every single number has been hit. And what a lot of people do is they don't listen to the voicemail. They just hit callback and they start calling back like crazy. So break them up into little groups. I think we do groups of like 300 so depending on how big your list is, break it up into 300 and we space them out about 20 minutes apart. So that's, that's that voice broadcast. The next we do a text broadcast. We do this the following week and we do it once a month and we'll send out just a simple text and it, you don't have to get all clever, creative about it. You can just say, hey, do you still want to sell your house in a text message? And then I have someone right here in the office that just sits there and she just sits on the keyboard and responds to all those text messages. So that's, Direct mail, callback, offer, follow-up on the offer, voice broadcast, and a text broadcast. Now we're at six. We're halfway there, right? Six. Six contacts. Then the following week, we do this once a month, but the following week, we'll send out an email blast. So we'll send out an email to our entire list. So that's seven contacts in one month per lead. Then we just repeat the process the following month. But what we do is we send out a different piece of direct mail. We have four pieces of mail in our rotation and all four look very, very different. They're all, I, in my opinion, they're, um, or they're my intent for this was to reach different personality types. Because there's a certain person that's going to call that, you know, urgent, urgent postcard. And then there's 
And then there's a lot of people that, I'm not being fooled by this. This is just a marketing scam, right? So there's a lot of people that don't call on that list. Then we send out a little bit more of a formal postcard, one that's got glossy um, cover. It's got or a glossy finish. It's got nice images and it, it lists all the features and benefits of working with us. So that appeals to a different person. Then we have a handwritten postcard where it looks a little bit more um, personal. And then we do the yellow letter. And I think we do the yellow letter third and then the postcard, that other postcard fourth. So we do those four things over and we repeat this process four times. So it takes us four months to go through the list. And then we regenerate a list and start all over again. So I do this, like I said, four times, takes four months, and then I pull a new list and then we do it again. And, and during this process, I'm constantly looking for different ways that I can follow up, different ways that I can touch the suspects and convert them to prospects. And when it comes to converting prospect or converting suspects into prospects, uh, my girl Lisa here in the office that works with us, this is just her job is to, to implement this follow-up system and interact with those people and then direct those to the right people within our company that, that, that uh, are going to help them solve their situation. But she converts anywhere from 10 to 15 suspects a week. She converts them into prospects. And what that means is these are people that were called by our virtual assistant staff and they, for one reason or another, our virtual assistants determined that, you know what, they're not really ready. They're not motivated. Let's just keep them in the follow-up system. They get hit the following week and then they talk to an entirely different person with a different personality from a different perspective, from a different source of how why they called. And those, they start to convert. They start to turn. And then we do, when we do the text messages, we do the same thing. And people that responded via text message that were suspects two weeks ago, three weeks ago, now become prospects. So the fortune really is in the follow-up. You just got to follow up. And what I think is key about following up, I mean, old-fashioned sales is you're going to call 12 times, right? You're going to call them back 12 times. Do you want to sell yet? 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 And that, I mean, it works, but that can be really difficult to do. It can be difficult to carry out. So I like calls that where they call me back. So when I do my, my follow-up system, the one I just shared with you, each one is designed to like hit a different personality type. Some people respond to the letters. Some people respond to the postcards. Some people respond to the voice broadcast. Some people respond to the text broadcast. Some people respond to the emails. Some people don't respond until they've been contacted 12 times. And I said, well, finally, I guess I, I will actually return your phone call and we can have a conversation. So it just, it go, reaches deep into your list because the lists aren't cheap either. So you go out and you buy that mailing list. You got to work it. You got to really work it. You got to really mine for the opportunity in there. And per the statistics, it takes, you know, eight to 12 touches to pull out 80% of the potential that you have inside that list. Alrighty. So now, you know, I've got a special guest on the phone today. She's been on the show before a long while ago. And I invited her to come back as her real estate investing has created some new opportunities for her above and beyond the benefits of real estate. I mean, she's really just an example of just do it. Don't, don't cry. Don't complain. Don't make excuses. Just do it. And she's just an overall sweet and genuine person that, that checks in with me now and then just to say thanks. And it's always nice to hear from her. And and so I invited her to come back and, uh, and I'll bring her on here in 30 seconds right after this. You've got the knowledge. Now, 
Get the funding. It's simple. It's easy. Go to epicfastfunding.com and get up to $150,000 in revolving credit lines for your real estate business. Use your funds for property purchases, renovation expenses, marketing and promotion. Anything your business needs. Go to epicfastfunding.com. Fill out their 60-second application and receive your funds in as little as seven days. Epicfastfunding.com. When you combine wisdom and and leverage magic happens. happens. Epicfastfunding.com. Now, with zero upfront fees, by the way, you pay nothing. You get your credit approved or you get you pay nothing. And over $10 million funded in the last 12 months. And it's the cheapest money that I know of. It's the cheapest money out there available to get your business started or restarted. So check that out. Epicfastfunding.com. Like I said, $10 million to the Epic community in the last 12 months. Alrighty, so on the phone today, I'd like to welcome back to the show one of our more inspiring guests in the history of Epic Real Estate Investing, Nicole Bryan. Nicole, welcome back. Thank you. How are you, Matt? Doing fantastic, or fantastically. It's a pet peeve of mine when people forget the adverb part. Anyway, um, so yeah, you you been on the show a while back. How long ago was that? Was that over a year ago, right? It was. It was definitely over a year. We might be up again. Almost two years at Almost this point, which, yeah, okay. I, which I can't even, I don't know where the time went, but yeah. Right? I know. Time flies. You must be having fun, as they say. Uh, yes. <laughs> so bring us up to speed. Um, just a, a real quick refresher if someone missed that episode. What were you doing that, back then? Why were you on the show then? What did we talk about? Do you remember? Okay. Um, yeah. Uh, we were, I was aggressively pursuing financial freedom. Mm-hmm. Um, I, you know, was investing in mostly my local markets uh, and properties that would generate, um, you know, cash flow, cash flow market. With the goal being that I would uh, replace my income uh, within two years. Mm-hmm. That was almost two years ago, <laughs> so right. I should be there by now. Mm-hmm. Um, I was pretty close then, and I'm still pretty close. I have since then had a child, okay, and that kind of uh, kind of forcing to slow down a little bit mm-hmm. and also increase how much I need to become financially free. Okay, so you so raised adding, the goal a little bit. <laughs> I had to raise the goal. Uh-huh. Um, and now I, you know, I, I still think I'm about two years out um, because okay. the number is higher and I, and I almost in some ways took like a year off. Okay, very good, very good. Yeah. yeah. All right, so where you had had, um, you had, had some investments already at that time. Mm-hmm. And uh, yes. how many properties had you com- acquired then? I think at the time we spoke, I had maybe 11 units. Okay. Maybe 12. Either 11 or 12 units, I think. Okay, got it. All right. So here we are, two years later. Uh, you've had a child. Congratulations, by the way. Thank you. And we've raised the goal. And you took kind of basically a year off. So what yeah. have you accomplished now what's what's your current standing right now uh, so since then i've um, continued to learn and grow a lot and i have uh, continued to invest i purchased a uh, another single family unit since then and i uh, also acquired a four unit back in october so i'm now up to 16 units which is awesome mm-hmm. and um 
probably about 70% towards my goal, I would say, my estimate would be. Okay. Uh, the, the interesting thing is I have been, through this work, the course of this work and conversations with friends and family members, I started a uh, a group with a few friends, and um, they encouraged me to, you know, work with other other, you know, clients, and now I'm doing some financial coaching, mm-hmm. just um, uh, helping other individuals become, you know, get on the, the track towards financial freedom. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm also leading a couple of uh, mastermind groups as well. So I'm really busy, mm-hmm. interestingly, because I hadn't like really planned for this. Right, right. But exciting. As that's how I ended up here as well. It wasn't in the plans. But when you are an example of success within your inner circle, your network, people notice. And they want to know, how did you do what you did? And they want to get what you got. So that's that's how I ended up here. And it sounds like that's what's happening for you. So and you're in the D.C. area, right? Yes, I'm in um, Prince George County, Maryland. Okay. Right outside D.C., about 20, 30 minutes outside D.C. Okay, very good. So the financial coaching or, or the mastermind groups, are those, well, let's start with the mastermind group. Are those open to the public? Um, there's, sure. The, the groups are six to eight members. Uh-huh. Um, so there's one group that's fully going. We've been operating for a few months, and there's a new group that I just started that isn't uh, quite full yet. So open for now until I have the right people because mm-hmm. I've, I've learned that these groups are as successful as the commitment of the individuals involved. Mm-hmm. You know, we, I say it's an awesome group for anyone looking to be financially free in the next two to five years, mm-hmm. which requires a lot of, we all know it just requires a lot of work, um, a lot of education, a lot of, you know, setting goals and actually going after them. Um, and so I, I just try to make sure that we have members who are committed to that. Right. Right. Um, yeah. So how are you accepting members? Is this like on meetup.com or do you have a website set up for it? Mm-hmm. I do. I, I have, I'm actually on meetup.com and I, I actually also have um, a Facebook group that I've started. Okay. I, so far I've done a lot of proactive work just looking for, um, you know, people who are like-minded, who are listening to the same kind of podcast that I'm listening to or reading the same types of blogs. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's how I've um, encountered some of my members who are not in my immediate circle. Um, but I've just recently started a Facebook group um, called um, Financial Freedom Lovers, and I could certainly provide you with that link if okay. you're interested. Sure. Don't you have a fully uh, functioning website, but working on it. Got it. Okay, so Financial Freedom Lovers. I like it. Mm-hmm. And then uh, meetup.com. What is what is your group on meetup.com called? Yeah. Um, same thing. Uh, we financial freedom lovers. Perfect. Okay. Awesome. Yeah, I just know there's people in, there, in the area, and I think one of the more uh, powerful things you can do for your overall success, regardless of what that venture is or what your, your goals and aspirations are, is to be intentional about creating your environment, creating your community, be intentional about who you spend the majority of your time with, and make sure that that community is got some people in there that are actually successful at doing what it is that you want to do. So um, 
the the fact that you're, you're, you're leading this group. You're 16 units deep now. Congratulations. I, I love that. And thank you. You bet. And so these these two deals that you got. Oh, but anyway, so let me I'm going off on a tangent there. Um, so if uh, you're in the D.C. area and you're looking for some people to interact with, network with, uh, Nicole is an absolute gem. And uh, you can contact her through meetup.com and look for the Financial Freedom Lovers group or on her Facebook group, Financial Freedom Lovers. Super. All right. So let's go back and uh, the, the talk about the single family residence that you picked up this year and the four unit. How are you finding your deals? Sure. I wanted to, I wanted to say one thing before I share that, Matt, mm-hmm. if that's okay. Mm-hmm. The one thing I wanted to share is when when we spoke a couple of years ago, I recall saying to you that I was hanging out with a group of friends and we got we were each deciding what, what to talk about and no one wanted to talk about finances. I was like, remember this story. Mm-hmm. And I was like, um, can we talk about finances? Because we were picking topics, you know. Mm-hmm. And I, after our conversation, I realized that I've been doing a lot of work actively, not even intentionally, but somehow ended up at a point where now I feel like I'm, as you just said, like creating or recreating um, a circle of people who are so into this stuff. So mm-hmm. I, just, I just wanted to note that. It's really interesting. Right, right. Um, no, I remember, I remember you were leading a, a group. And that, that seemed to be the subject that everybody wanted to talk about. So that group kind of turned into this, right? Yeah, that was the most... So two years ago, none of my friends were going to talk about finances. Mm-hmm. <laughs> At the, that was what I talked about then. Back in October, when I started a group that was supposed to be a health group, mm-hmm. the, the women in the group were all complaining about their finances. So it became a group about finances. <laughs> so Got it. Got that it. was the first mastermind group that I actually um, started. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, but, but to answer the question about the property acquisition, uh, one of the units that I acquired this year um, was on the MLS. I'm, I'm also a, a realtor, so I have access to properties in my area and, you know, in in Maryland. Mm-hmm. So that one was a, a deal that I found on the MLS, believe it or not, mm-hmm. which was in an area that had lost about significant value since 2008, I think. Back in 2008, the properties were about 125,000, um, and it was listed at six, at 60,000. Mm-hmm. So this tells how much the market had dropped. And this is a part of Baltimore where the market just that it just hadn't it hasn't fully recovered. Right. Definitely cash flow market population is steady, not really growing that much, but uh, a great place for cash flow if you're familiar with the right part areas in which to purchase. Mm-hmm. Um, so I found that one, and we closed a deal on it. It, it. it was directly in front of another unit that I had, mm-hmm. so it wasn't really difficult to determine if it was a good deal or not. Got it. So I have it, I have two single families like really sitting in front of each other. I see. Um, and then the four unit, interestingly, I found on Craigslist. It's uh, it's in a small town in Ohio. My first property outside of Maryland. Which I purchased sight unseen. Mm-hmm. Uh, a little scary, but uh, felt confident enough to pull it off. Mm-hmm. I actually did something that you recommend a lot, which is you know use Craigslist. You know, go in, search different cities, search seller finance. I did all of that. Uh, so I put a um, a target amount in, like a price range, 
I was looking for different cities in parts of Ohio where I thought the um, the cash flow would be strong. And then I just I kept typing, you know, multifamily units, seller financing, until I came across a full unit um, that was available. I spoke with the agent. She said the seller was open to financing a part of the deal, not all of it, uh, which we talked about the first time we spoke. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, and it was... Um, I think it was almost fully occupied, or if not period of four years were occupied. So I moved forward with it and talked to a lot of local property managers, uh, local realtors. I had to do a lot of research since it's out of town, um, but ended up closing on it early October. And mm-hmm. so far, so good. Fantastic. Super. So, yeah, it's always nice to hear that people take my advice and succeed with it. <laughs> I take all of your advice. <laughs> I, I got that. Thank you. Uh, and, and congratulations to you, by the way. Um, so, you. MLS, you, you, you discovered an undervalued property. You had that local knowledge. You had access to the, to the MLS. So you got that one there. Was that conventionally yeah. financed? Yes. Okay. Yes. Very good. So just conventional financing. And then you went through Craigslist and typed in search terms of seller finance. And you picked your price point and you got one to pop. How long How long did you actually search before you found this specific property? A long time. I don't know how many hours. I, I just developed a habit of um, going on Craigslist every weekend for at least three hours. And I've been doing that for the last couple of years. Mm. Okay. You know, sometimes I find deals for myself. As a part of my coaching work, I'm finding deals for other people. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm working a lot this year as a part of my goals to just really focus on habits that are productive. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, health, 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 meditation, searching for properties on Craigslist. Right, <laughs> on right. It's productive. I mean, so, it, yeah, I had probably been searching for maybe a couple of months, a few hours. You know, every Saturday, something like that. Okay. Just to see what's out there. And there sure. are some really good deals out there still. Not perfect, but there are mm-hmm. things out there. Not where I live, mm-hmm. but where other people live. <laughs> right, right. No, I get that. Um, right. We just I just talked about an article maybe last week or the week before on a book called Rich Habits. And Habits... Love that book. Is good, yeah? And uh, Tom Corley, I think. Mm-hmm. Yes. And there's another one, um, Rich Habits, Rich Life, which I actually liked as well. Uh, two totally different authors, completely unrelated, but the, by the basically the same title. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I think there's there's a lot to be said that when, when we talk about habits, this is another way to say what I preach here on the show all the time, is consistency. Uh, so I just had a call um, a couple hours ago with somebody, and, and uh, they were looking for some help to get their business started, and he was really concerned with competition. And I said, there's really only way, one way to really to beat the competition. I mean, maybe there's a couple ways, but one is to be better at it than they are. But what can really uh, put the, I guess, your results or your, yeah, in, in your favor, can put the whole situation in your favor is just being relentless, being consistent, yeah. having those habits that go over and over and over again. And, be, and the reason that works is because you're, you're betting on, or you're not betting on, you're you know that the other person is not going to be consistent. You know they're going right. to drop the ball. You know they're going to get sluggish. You know things are going to come up in their life. And and that's when your opportunity hits. That's how consistency pays yeah. off. Right? And uh, I think it also... Go ahead. Yeah. 
Oh, I completely agree with you. I was going to say also that allows, I think it builds confidence. Mm-hmm. It's, I'm constantly looking at data. Like I'm, I'm constantly doing that work. It's going to happen every day or every other day, whatever frequency. Then I, I can identify patterns much more quickly. Mm-hmm. And I can start to detect with more confidence what's right or, or what's not right. Mm-hmm. But that's what I have found, that with that level, a level of discipline, consistency, you know, perseverance, it's, I, I am more confident in making certain types of moves mm-hmm. because I, I know what the pattern is. I know what the cycles are a little bit better. Right, um, right. And I think that works for all areas of our lives, you right. know, depending on what the habit is. If I'm doing something over and over again, I'm hoping that I'm learning something more deeply about either myself or a particular local area, whatever it might be, than if I were just doing it once in a while when I feel like it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. No, I, I absolutely agree. There's, I just did a workshop this last weekend in uh, in Salt Lake City, and one of the, the quotes that I show in, in that particular presentation is how successful people are. No, it's specifically worded as top performers measure their activities and um, habits before they measure mm-hmm. their results. So, and that's one of the reasons that the daily success report inside the Epic Pro Academy works so well is because it's just me- taking a daily measurement of your activities. You know, how, mm-hmm. how many pieces or how many advertisements did you put up? How many calls did that generate? Right. How many of those people did you call back? All that, there's nowhere on there to track how much money you made. But by yes. uh, exercising that practice of just keeping track of those money-making activities on a daily basis, you will get your results. And, you know, yes. um, you're a perfect example. You had a specific prospecting approach, and you just measured that through your daily activity or your daily participation in it through Craigslist. And there's a there's another yes. couple, um, Christina, and I forget her husband's name, uh, in um, Atlanta. And they came out to meet me there about a year ago. And mm-hmm. they had zero dollars to get started with. Uh, they were listeners of the podcast. And what they did was they just said, I buy houses. They posted it every single day on uh, on Craigslist. I just kept on, I buy houses. I buy houses. They did it every single day. And they made sure, and I think um, they did it several times a day. They just made sure when that phone rang that they answered the, the phone. And that day that they had come to my presentation in Atlanta, they had closed the deal. I think it was like for five or $6,000. And they were both so overjoyed because it takes them a whole month or a couple months to, to make that type of money. Now they are absolutely crushing it. They had tens and $20,000. I think I saw a deposit for $27,000 earlier this year. They're active members wow. in the, the wholesaling Facebook group, the wholesaling houses full-time, I think it's called. They're active members in the Epic Pro Academy private group. And that's how they got started. But it all started with that basic habit. I didn't know I was going to go down that road and I was going to vent or, or, or talk that much about it. But I just think there's a lot to be said about just do the daily activities and trust that the results will come. Yeah. If you're in this business trying to get this, you know, I'm going to give this a shot for 30 days to see what happens, then you've already lost. You've already, you're already defeated before you even got started if that's your mindset and taking this on. Yeah. That's an awesome story. Thank you for sharing that. That's just, it's a reinforcement um, for me. So it, it, it's good to hear. So it's, it's a constant, that constant reminder, I think, is necessary. Mm-hmm. Because we don't know when we will build that momentum. Mm-hmm. 
Um, so it's, and it's interesting because I think when I spoke with you, I was building momentum. Then I kind of slowed down a little bit, and the last few months feels again like I'm building momentum uh, once more. Mm-hmm. But in some ways, I never stopped. I was I slowed down, but I was always there were certain things that I would always do. Mm-hmm. Certain, you know, certain types of books I kept reading. Um, always looking to see what's out there. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's, I, I agree with you. There's that. Um, there's something to be said about just staying the course, staying the course. Mm-hmm. That one percent growth, and I, I, um, I love hearing stories like that because it's not the super lucky person; it's the super hardworking person that just keeps being consistent in the processes and habits that yield the greatest outcomes. Right. So thanks right. for sharing that. You bet. There's a, a quote that's, uh, it's not the person that gets off the bus at just the right stop, but the person that stays on the bus the longest that wins. And uh, it's kind of like yeah. kind of like that right there, what we're talking about. But, um, yeah. okay, so you've got, you just got a deal. You picked up a couple properties since I talked to you last. What's next for you? Yeah. Oh, that's a great question. I, uh, I think when we last, Folk, I think I, I talked to you about we one of the lucky people who have a nine to five job that she doesn't hate, <laughs> mm-hmm. um, and I don't. You know, I have I do awesome work, um, serving great kids in the district. I am I'm I'm at the point where I'm spending a lot of time thinking through how I will spend not just the next two years but the the years after I hit forty. Mm-hmm. Um, and so right now it feels like I'm. Sometimes I say I'm leading a double life, right? I, I go to work nine to five. I uh, I manage pr- elementary school principals, and you know we help make sure our kids are on the right track for college. And then I come home, and I'm like with my son and doing real estate on weekends or late nights. Um, so I think for for me, I'm excited to continue to build my portfolio and move towards financial freedom. Um, I find that I'm building a clientele base for this work also, which is, again, unexpected. Mm-hmm. But that's now becoming more intentional. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think I think what's going to happen is that in the, the next year or two, I will have to decide how much time I'll spend on my 9-to-5 job, mm-hmm. um, if I will maybe jump in and do more of the financial coaching work, um, but I'm, I, I'm, I'm not sure. I'm at the point where I'm not, I'm not really sure what will happen um, in the next couple of years. Mm-hmm. But right now, I'm certainly enjoying the journey. I'm meeting a lot of great people. I'm having so much fun coaching. It's, it's amazing. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's like it's just like it's like educate. It's what I always do. It's just a different content. Right. Um, and it's it's a lot of it's a lot of fun. Super. So I I, I don't know. But I'm working hard. I have very specific goals for the year. A lot of them have to do with continuing to meet awesome people. And as you just talked about on the show, I'm kind of focusing on the process and not on what the outcome might be at this point. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Fantastic. <laughs> Fantastic. Um, you said you met, I know you read a lot of books. And uh, what, was the, what was the best book you read this past year? I read so many books. Oh my gosh, it's all—it's almost—it's always the hardest question for me. Um, I just—I don't know if you've read. I just got done reading Smart Smart Cut. 
Have you heard of smart cuts by by scene? Smart cuts. Smart cuts. Yes, I know it's a weird title. Um, S M A R T C U T S. Okay, so you did say smart cuts. Not shortcuts, smart cuts. Basically, it's um. The tagline is how hackers, innovators, and icons accelerate success. And it's it's amazing. It talks about like I think there are like six to eight strategies Mm -hmm. to use to accelerate success. And it talks about things like you know making sure you have a a platform, making sure you're a super connector, Mm -hmm. uh, making sure you're building momentum. It it, it was it's a pretty good read. Super. Um, well, I'm going to go get that my yeah. own self. I've never even heard of that book. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> no. Yeah, Shane, uh-uh. No. Yeah. Nope. What's the call? So, yeah, there are, let me see how many they have, nine different principles for accelerating success. Super. Really good. Awesome. Well, thank you for that. I'm sure that many members of the audience have just written that down or at least filed it in their, their memory bank. Um, <laughs> cool. Well, let, let's do this again. Let's check in. Let's not wait two years to do it. But okay. uh, let's do this again. Will that be okay? It will be awesome. And um, I just, I know I, I, I keep saying, I just want to thank you so much, Matt. I I, I just do. You, your podcast is amazing. Um, move at the speed of instruction. I listened to you probably three or four years ago now, and now I say that all the time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Um, and you have, we have never met in person, but you have had such a tremendous impact on my life. I, I cannot uh, thank you enough. I don't even know how to say it. Uh, well, you um, because it I am inspired to keep going because of your, your messages and the principles that you teach. So wow. any any time you're in D.C., please find me. Any favor you might ever need, please let me know. <laughs> I totally have your back. Will do, and you're welcome. And thank you for sharing that with me. And thank you for just moving at the speed of instruction. Your results are amazing. Sixteen units since we uh, <clears throat> we virtually met. <laughs> so thank you so much. Matt. You bet. Mm-hmm. Uh, Happy New Year to you, and we'll talk again soon. Happy New Year. You take care. Uh huh. Bye bye. You know how some people want to invest in real estate, but they don't know how? Oh, yeah. And you know how some people want to invest in real estate, but they don't have the time? Oh, yeah. And you know how some people want to invest in real estate, and they simply don't want to do all that work? Oh, yeah. Do you know someone like this? Mm Mm-hmm. Perhaps that someone is you? Uh, yeah. If so, subscribe to the Turnkey Real Estate Investing Podcast, the show for busy people who want to invest in real estate but don't have the time or the desire to take on the heavy lifting. Turnkey Real Estate Investing. Subscribe today. It's free. Yeah. Turnkey Real Estate Investing. Alrighty, that's it for today. I'll see you next week. I'm Matt Terrio, living the dream. You've been listening to Epic Real Estate Investing, the world's foremost authority on separating the facts from the BS in real estate investing education. If you enjoyed the show, please take a minute to visit iTunes and share your thoughts. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next time here at Epic Real Estate Investing with Matt Terrio.
This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.